Owen, thank you for joining us. Uh, firstly, how are you doing in this mad year? <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I suppose you sort of get used used to things the way they are at the moment, but obviously still missing sort of the normal we spoke about uh, before we went back training and stuff. People are saying, oh, this is the new normal, but, you know, it's, for the time being, it's the temporary normal and we just got to sort of crack on and do what do what we can at the moment and just keep keep plugging on. Hopefully we get back to those those normal times soon. Yeah, we're going to kick off uh, a bit talking about your um, Wales Sevens career, if that's okay. If I'm right yeah. in saying you played um, 40 different tournaments, can you just tell us about the experience that was and the memories you made during that time? Yeah, so yeah, 40 tournaments um, over sort of five years. Um, joined up this, I first played, well, got involved with the Wheel Sevens when I was about 19. Um, played in, I, I trained with them, the World Series squad uh, before London and Paris in, I think it was 2012. And then played in the European FIRA tournaments um, during the summer then. This was just a good experience, sort of gave me some exposure to that level. And then um, signed like a sort of development contract there. Yeah. And then went, uh, trained, did like a pre-season with them 2012. Got on a pre-season tour to South Africa with them. Uh, injured my ankle, just needed an operation on and I was due to go away to the Gold Coast, which would be my first World Series tournament. Uh, so I had operational ankle, missed out then pretty much the whole season, but managed to make my debut in London 2013, which was, um, no, I was like a 19-year-old, was pretty amazing. Uh, it, it was back when Twickenham Sevens was like 80,000 sellout, warming up for a game, and you, you literally couldn't hear hear each other in the warm-up because <laughs> obviously it was a pretty English crowd. We sort of get booed as we come onto the pitch and stuff. Uh, I remember well, playing New Zealand and losing 50 points to seven, which was a bit of a baptism of fire. After that then, um, sort of went back, well, was there for a bit, played another couple of tournaments, I think about three the following season. Uh, then just was back into 15s uh, for a couple of years with the Blues and then joined back up with the Sevens pretty much full-time, did full four years with them, which was, for me, it was not just the experience, the exposure, but just um, the way it developed me as a player as well. Like, I sort of left the uh, 15s environment at the time. Probably wasn't where I should have progressed to at that stage and just kicked on sort of uh, those four following years and they were pro well, the best years I've had playing so far, you know, and uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing really. And the, the places you get to go, I've managed to play in the 2018 Commonwealth Games, which was probably the, the best sort of rugby experience I've had, uh, just being part of, being part of that team Wales, uh, played the World Cup then in the summer, in San Francisco again, which was which was amazing, and then sort of that. Then the following year was my last season uh, with the Sevens, which was a tough year. Just about managed to 
beat off relegation. It's probably, you know, going from that year with, with the 2018, with the Commonwealth Games, with the World Cup, and then that following season, sort of fighting, fighting to keep our jobs, really. No one know, would have known what happened if, if we did get relegated. It was, a, it was a really tough year, but I suppose those experiences, again, sort of adds adds into that sevens experience and you know makes you probably a better better person and a, a better rugby player as well. You mentioned the uh, the Commonwealth Games there and the World Cup. Would would one of those be um sort of your biggest achievement to date in rugby? I suppose yeah um I think you know every achievement you make probably means something different if you go what I mean. But yeah that's probably you look at your CV and you think, yeah, I've played in the Commonwealth Games, and you know, unfortunately for us, the format of the top, we, we we were probably a few seconds off playing for a medal because the, the tournament tournament format was different for that tournament. It was only the top team from each group group went through, and we had a, a decided match against Fiji, which was into about two minutes overtime. We were attacking in there twenty two, and we just lost the ball and yeah it was it's a, it's a game I sort of still think about you know we were uh, we were another phase or two of play from probably scoring a try to, to send us into the semis to be able to play for a Commonwealth medal but yeah it was from start to finish it was a, it was an amazing experience and out of all the places uh, you've played what would you what would you say is the, the best place not necessarily you know the stadium or the atmosphere but you know just the place in general, the culture. I think every sort of tournament is has got its own sort of special things that you you know you you appreciate. Cape Town's amazing, amazing city. Uh, stadiums brilliant. The people obviously they love rugby at the time as well. Like the the Springboks weren't doing too well, but the the Blitzbockers they were on fire. And I think people in South Africa sort of invested all their sort of support in, into the Sevens team and playing um, playing them in the quarterfinals in 20, 2016, I think it was, coming out of the full house against Africa was, was amazing. I think we lost 35-0 and we didn't play that badly, but that's just how good they were at the time. Vancouver as well. Obviously, you wouldn't really associate Canada with being such a big rugby nation, but the tournament as a whole, like Vancouver's an amazing city, but a big sort of city feel and then you go 20 minutes up the road and you're in snow-capped mountains with you know everyone skiing and stuff and the stadium is amazing the big indoor stadium and it's a well-supported tournament as well and uh the the fans sort of stay in there all day and so, like cheer for every game so that they're probably two of my two of my favorite tournaments you missed out on gb uh, in 2016, was that something that hurt you at the time? Yeah, no, I think I played the full season with um, with Wales that year after being sort of away for sevens for for a little bit. I remember uh, I had a call off Simon Amor and uh, I I missed the call, but I had a voice message and uh, they said, "Ah, oh, hi, Owen, it's Simon Amor. You like, can you give me a ring back?" So I was like, "Ah." Oh. I might be in the GB squad, yeah. And I phoned him back and he was like, oh, I'm just ready to tell you you've missed out. So I sort of, uh, yeah, come crashing back down quite quickly. But 
Um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit disappointing to miss out, but I wasn't really expect, you know, expecting to get in sort of thing. Uh, I was scheduled to be part of the, the training squad this time round. Um, but I, w- I recently had an operation on my ankles and obviously I had commitments with the Dragons this, this uh, last season. So um, I did manage in 2016, I got called in right at the end, sort of when they named the squad because they still had a warm-up tournament to play. It was, you know, a good experience just to be involved with that for for a week or week or so. And but yeah, it's um, you know, it's, like I said at the time, a little bit disappointed, but I wasn't really expecting to go. There's been a number of players uh, like yourself, you know, Sam Cross, Luke Morgan, that have gone between sevens and fifteens. When you did um, call it a day completely with the sevens and played fully for the Dragons, was it strange at first, and was it different? You know, the, the trip. The training, you know how how it tests you. Yeah, um, as a winger, you you forget how much, how little you sort of do touch the ball in in fifteens, and you're thinking, I'm actually really doing anything compared to like what the all action sort of the all action of sevens where you're touching the ball every you know every couple of phases, I suppose. Uh, but you, like in 15s, you just got to make sure that every every action you do is sort of on point, and because you know you, you don't get that many opportunities in the in the game, so you just got to make sure that when you do get that opportunity, you got to sort of come alive. Yeah, and one last point on the sevens, you know, is is this something you you want to do again in the future, or is is it something you just you know if it happens again then fair enough but you just you're just going to focus on 15s yeah i think that's that's the thing you know i've, I've managed to sort of get get them out to you the dragons and that's my sole focus at this moment in time uh whatever happens in the future you know if if sevens is is an option again when if my time at the dragons does come to an end and potentially but you know, sort of, you know, I, I love the sevens. It's, it's given me so much. And like I said, it's just Dragons is my sole focus at the moment. And whatever happens in the future, that'd be. So now we're going to have a look at your time at the Dragons, Owen. So um, you had four, five to six months off with the lockdown. How did you keep yourself in shape during that time? Uh, yeah, it was a bit tough at the start start because uh, I live in a, a one bed flat down, down the bay so it's, it was difficult because when we were allowed outside for, for too long so I uh, managed to get before we went into full lockdown managed to get some weights and stuff from the gym at the Dragons so I had those in the flat so I was sort of plugging away with them and I was uh just well, still coming back from I had an ankle operation in January, so I was still sort of on my way back from that, uh, which probably was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because you know I, I wasn't rushing to get back to play then. It, it gave me more time to to rehab my ankle and and get that right. Um, but then obviously as the sort of lockdown restrictions got lifted and we were allowed out for longer, I was just sort of getting out, getting out to pitches and just plugging away my running sessions and 
doing my weights in the in the house, uh, few hit exercises, bit of yoga, you know, just just trying to do different things to sort of keep your mind fresh. And because it was getting to a point where I, I couldn't think of many more weight sessions to do with the weights I had in the flat. How nice was it to get back uh, into training with the dragons? And did you find it difficult at the start to adjust back to training fully? Yeah, it was difficult at the start when, so we just, we started off um, just doing weights in like groups of four of us, like spread across the gym. Uh, then we were doing rugby sessions with four of us, which is pretty difficult. So fair play to the coaches for sort of thinking up sessions that, that they could do with four people. But yeah, it was, it was quite strange, you know, but like I said, we, we were just grateful to be able to to get back into uh, into doing some rugby and seeing other people. So since coming back from lockdown then, I think I'm right in saying you've played three times for the first team. Is yeah. that something you're a bit disappointed with and can see it turning around in the coming weeks? Yeah, obviously you want to be playing every week, but look at the sort of strength and depth we've got in the, in the back three at the moment, obviously with Jonah coming in like Jared, Ashton, both playing really well. Uh, I got Rio Dyer as well, who's, you know, really exciting talent. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sort of, there's only three three places up for grabs every weekend. And if you lose out to people of that quality, you know, it's, it's sort of, it is obviously still disappointing, but, you know, they, they're all class acts and, you just got to, obviously it drives, drives your game on then to try and to try and get back into that team. Yeah, you've mentioned the players performing well and you've had some good away wins. What have you made of the season so far and the performances the Dragons have had? Yeah, um, you know, we, we sort of, we are, we are progressing as a team again from last year, I think. Obviously playing the Champions Cup is only going to benefit the team as well with, with the experience we're getting there. And obviously with sort of new challenge this year as well of not just injuries, but you no know, losing boys to, to COVID and the close contact stuff, you lose you could lose three, four well, we lost five or six boys, you know, before our Champions Cup games and they were all, you know, key players for us. Uh but like I said, it, like I said, it's only gonna make the squad better. To give us to give everyone those experiences, but yeah, look at our away wins. You know, I think it's the first time we've won two away league games on the bounce for ten years, maybe. So you you can only look at that and see that that this team's going in the right direction. How challenging mentally is it at the moment, not knowing whether games are going to be played, not knowing if you're going to be involved or not, due to people being taken out of the squad or things like that. How difficult is that to cope with at the moment? Yeah, it is it is tough, but uh, you know, you, you just gotta remember that there's there's loads of people who, who can't sort of go to work or see their friends and family and we're still fortunate enough to, to be able to go trading and stuff. So it's it's something you just gotta think, all right, just get on with it and you know, trust uh you know our, our processes our processes at the Dragon sort of for making sure that everyone's safe, uh, like always socially distanced and stuff off off the 
off the pitch, when we're in meetings, when we're in the gym, um, you know, all, it's all videoed so they can track it back to see who's been in close contact. Uh, we get tested, obviously, weekly. So, you know, you just got to make sure that your processes are right and trust the processes that are in place. And, um, yeah, it, it becomes sort of less of a worry then. A neg- another negative of COVID is that we don't have any fans at the ground. How much is that going to impact the Welsh derbies? But on on that topic as well, how do you see them going in the next few weeks? Yeah, like I said, it's, it is gutting. Um, the fans are going to be missing out on these derbies because they always sort of sell out. And you know, I remember last year, obviously the game at the Arms Park was was sold out. I think me, me and a couple of boys are sneak in with the team because we couldn't get tickets because they'd all gone. So, um, yeah, it's, it's getting, especially, you know, having the Blues at Rodney Parade, the, the fans there would have definitely, you know, made a more of an intimidating place to come for teams, um, especially the fans missing out on the, on the Champions Cup. I think not a lot of teams would, would want to be coming to Rodney Parade this season with the fans there, but... Like I said, it's just um, something we've got to get used to. And a lot of people say, you know, you sort of make your own atmosphere in the ground. Um, but yeah, how are they going to go? Well, there's two Dragons wins, isn't it, surely? Um, you were part of the 2013 and the 20 side that reached the final and then 14 lost to England. Um, how well, how much of an experience was that tournament, even though, you you know, you got you finished runners-up? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was yeah, probably another one, one of my best experiences I've had with with rugby. Um, came into the I, I didn't play the Six Nations because uh, I, I was out injured with my ankle, um, but came into the squad a couple of weeks before the World Cup and then got in. And yeah, I don't think I can't really remember if you know we were thinking, oh yeah, we're going to get the final. I think. We just sort of built momentum through the tournament. Obviously, we had some class players in there. You look at the, the squad we had, you know, the amount of boys playing regional rugby and uh, who've gone on to play international rugby. You know, the court we had in that squad, yeah, it's, it's no surprise really we did get to that final. We got out of that group. I think we played Ar- a good Argentina team in, in our group. Managed to beat them, and then we had South Africa in the semi-final, which you know was going to be a tough game. And then we come through that, and yeah, but I think we were fifteen now up in the final. But you look at the, the team England out that day it was, you know, I think we had we we've got a full through with nationals. But you look at that team, and pretty it was a yeah it was it was a pretty one in one in. Uh, the generation team, I think they had like Jack Noel, Anthony Watson, Henry Slade, Cowan Dickey, Jack Clifford. Uh, obviously, he's retired, just retired, unfortunately, but at the time he was a hell of a player. Um, like David Cece, who's I think he's playing for Italy now. So yeah, it was um, it was a pretty stacked team, and um, yeah, we, we pushed them close, but. Obviously, the amount of talent they had in that in that squad was was pretty scary. Yeah, definitely. Ross Moriarty was on the bench for them yeah. as well. Um, yeah. In yeah. a few years later, um, can we talk about your time with Ponty? Obviously, that that try in the Premiership final to to seal it that must have been pretty sweet. Yeah, it was. Um, 
uh, that was a, a good time. Um, my dad was on the on the coaching staff at the time as well, so that was um, pretty special to to be able to share that day with him as well. Um, I'd been getting a bit of jip off the Ponty fans as well. Um, I remember I, I scored a couple of weeks before, and uh, someone like commented, "Ah, oh, even though when Jenkins scored." Because I wasn't scoring that many tries at the time, and um, yeah, so to get one in the Premiership final then was was a nice. So uh, I think I put a picture up of uh, of me on Twitter then drinking a bottle of champagne with the uh, hashtag even Owen Jenkins scored. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a nice way to sort of round off that final, and yeah, when you look back, it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a nice try to be fair as well. So during your time at Sardis Road and with the Dragons and also on the Seven circuit as well, you've played with a lot of players that have gone on to get international honours. How much of an aspiration of yours is it to go on and represent the Wales 15 side? Yeah, obviously it's probably anyone who plays Wales, plays rugby in Wales, it's an ambition to sort of to get, to get a cap for your country. Um Obviously, I've got a Sam's cap, uh, but yeah, you'd love to do it, but I'm realistic about sort of where I am at the moment, and I just want to get into the Dragons team. That's that's my sole focus, and hold down a place there. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm realistic. There's there's a lot of lot of wingers in front of me at the moment in in Wales. You know, is you know, like you know, we've got some of the best wingers in the world with like Josh Adams, Liam Williams. You know, it's it's scary, really, the, the talent, the, the the depth of talent there is. So, I think uh, there have to be um, well, something would have to happen for me to get in the squad. But now, nah, like I said, my sole focus is is on the Dragons. So at the moment, your sole focus is the Dragons, but in the next five years or so, do you see yourself maybe going abroad and trying to broaden your horizons some in another league? Yeah, um, like I said, I, I, if if the opportunity was right to go somewhere and there wasn't an opportunity to stay in Wales, then you know I'd, I'd be open to it. Um, like I said, being with the Sevens, seeing the world, you sort of get an appreciation for for that and you know it, it'd be nice to experience uh, a different way of life and a different way of sort of different rugby experience but like I said if if, if it arised then then I'd take it but just have to wait and see um, like I said I, I, I'm loving being at the Dragons and it's, it's a club I've come into and really feel part of now and don't, don't really want to see myself being anywhere else at the moment. So I think we've touched most bases there in your club and sevens career. Can we, we're going to try and segue now into a little quick fire round of questions. You just say the first thing that comes to your head with a little explanation. So uh, yeah. I'll start with who's the quickest player you've ever played with? Ashton Hewitt. Who's the quickest player you've ever played against? Colin Alst. Um Best roommate? Adam Thomas. Worst drinker? Jared Rosser. 
Best drinker. Best drinker. Leon Brown. Funniest bloke. Uh, Lou Reed. Worst at handling banter. Worst. Sam Cross. Finally, who's the best coach you've ever played under? I'll go. I'll go joint top. Um, oh, that's tough on that. Dale McIntosh and Dean Ryan. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, that's it, mate. Thank you so much for um, taking your time and speaking to us. Really no appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me, boys.